0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Stand up for your country. We got excellent news last night. Killing the Killers will debut at number one at the New York Times. They have a uh, book section and a list. And that list is considered in the book industry to be the number one list. We're also the number one uh, nonfiction book on USA Today. Um, and pretty much all the lists all over the place that are honest, sold more than hundred thousand copies in six days. That's pretty good. But I'm a little humble about this and I know you're snickering, but I wrote a message of the day and I'd like you to read it about how I reacted to the news last night. We'll have uh, more at the end of the program and a final thought, but let's get to inflation, which is a direct tax. Inflation is a tax. Because inflation just doesn't happen organically, as they say. It doesn't just descend like COVID. Inflation is the product of a government, of an economic system. It's not a storm or a wildfire or a plague. It's man-made. So the Biden administration decided to... Ignite inflation. Now, it didn't know it would do that, but it's so incompetent, so incompetent, that it can't do, well, if I do this, cause, something bad may happen. Effect. We can't do it. They're not capable of it intellectually. So um, as we all know, Mr. Biden comes in first day, knocks out the Keystone Pipeline slaps regulations on the oil industry in America, makes it harder to harvest oil and harder to ship oil all around the world. The moment that happened, the world's oil markets, the futures, as they say, went up. Because, oh, United States not going to have as much oil as it had under President Trump. Not going to be able to export, won't have as much inside the country that it did. So oil becomes more valuable, higher price. You see, you understand that? It's supply and demand. You cut the supply and the demand stays the same, which it has. It's even increased after COVID. Price is going to go up. Price of oil goes up. Everything goes up. Everything. So you would think that Joe Biden and his team would know that. They did not. Trump's team did, so it harvested as much oil as humanly possible, keeping inflation at 1.4%. It is now over 10%, and that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. So wholesale inflation is called the producer price index. I'll repeat it. Wholesale inflation. Not what you pay at the gas pump or in the grocery store. That's retail. Wholesale is the producer price increase. Okay, Last month, that went to 11%, the highest number in 40 years. Why is that important? Because what the wholesalers are paying for products, the higher rate, is going to be passed on to you in the retail stores, whether it's a restaurant, fast food, grocery store, bodega, uh, local gas pump, passed on to you. So that assures America from now, mid-May, until September, the busy summer season, prices will continue to rise. So what do we got? 450 uh, gasoline now on average? It's gotta go to five, 550. Now maybe it'll come back down after the 4th of July. I don't know. But what I do know is this is a tax because it was manufactured by an incompetent government, the Biden administration. No American anticipate this, including me. I did not anticipate that I, as an American citizen, would be paying from 10 to 15% more for everything. I didn't anticipate it. Now, luckily for me, I have assets and savings. As I told you many, many times, I save at least 10% of everything I make and I always have. So I can ride it out. But what is hurting me personally now is the stock market is coming down in response to all of this inflationary chaos and higher prices, which are going to strangle consumer spending. And so the stock market is anticipating that, and that's why there's a sell-off. Now, I have 23 24% of my assets in stocks, but I'm getting hammered like everybody else. It's Biden's fault. It's not the Treasury Department, the Fed, it's not Congress, it's Biden, just like it was Carter in the late 1970s. So there's just no hope for Biden now. He can't come back. Jen Psaki's bailing out, as you know, going to MSNBC. Jen Psaki, as I told Sean Hannity on his radio program today, is the only American that has benefited by higher inflation. Because she, a year ago, if she had worked for MSNBC, would have made a lot less money. So she's tacking on whatever she's getting by a 15 percent inflationary rate. So she'd get 15 percent if she's got any kind of an agent with any kind of brains more than she would have a year ago. That's how you negotiate contracts. So Saki knows that this ship, it be sinking, as they say, and it's not going to right itself. She's out of there. Into MSNBC, which is another sinking ship. And she'll, I think, take Maddow's place. And I was giving Hannity some jazz because she'll, Saki, go right up against Hannity at nine o'clock. <clears throat> anyway, back to the tax. So when Americans get hit with blindsided tax, and we did the tea party earlier this week, which ignited the American Revolution, because the colonists had no idea the king was going to slap tax on their main beverage. Which he did. And I'll submit to you, no American knew that they were going to be paying between 10 and 15% more for everything when 80 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. But now we're all suffering. And that's the memo. All right, so Biden today uh, welcomes in the leaders of the ASEAN countries, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, A-S-E-A-N. They are. Brunei, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Malaysia, Myanmar, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, Vietnam. Some very oppressive governments in that crew. Myanmar is fascist. Laos is Cam- and Cambodia are quasi communist. But anyway, he's welcoming them. Guess he might teach them how to do inflation. Being cynical, but what do you want from me? This is horrible. Horrible. Okay, in addition to the economy, Joe Biden himself has developed a catastrophic southern border policy, which is killing people. Not Congress. Okay, it's not Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security chief. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's taking orders. It's Biden. That's it. So. The latest from the CDC. About 110,000 people in the USA died from narcotics in 2021. Okay. That is the highest number in the history of the CDC recording drug overdoses. Fentanyl and heroin. Most of the ODs. Now, the number they give you, all right, 110,000, that's about 50% of what it really is. So about 250,000 a year, ODs, Americans dying from narcotics. But a lot of those deaths are not recorded as heroin or fentanyl deaths or methamphetamine or cocaine, whatever it may be. They're heart attacks, AIDS, you know, a whole bunch of other things that happens when you take injectable drugs. So... You would think that a responsible president of the United States would say, maybe my open border policy that is leading to record amounts of narcotics being smuggled in here by the Mexican drug cartels, which control Mexico. Maybe my open border policy isn't really good for America. No, not what Biden does. Biden, Joe, doesn't go. Hadn't been to the border at all. Doesn't go. This is a huge problem. So this year alone, I estimate that about 2 million migrants will encounter the Border Patrol, overwhelming the Border Patrol. They can't handle 2 million people, not enough agents, not enough uh, holding areas, not enough anything. Because that human wave takes up all of the Border Patrol's time and effort, the narcotics just comes in. There's nobody there to stop them. Now, when I put out Killing the Mob this time last year, I said that organized crime loves Joe Biden because of this. And they do. They love him. They're making billions of dollars selling narcotics on both sides of the border. Okay. So... What are we to think of the people who die from fentanyl and heroin? Do you feel bad for them? Reading read an article today in my uh, local paper, Newsday, about a 21-year-old kid. Boom, fentanyl, he's dead. 21, you're pretty dopey. I was. You don't know much about anything. You're arrogant. I feel bad for his family. And I guess I feel bad for him. But my question is, at this point, if you take fentanyl or heroin or methamphetamine or cocaine, you know you could die. You know, it's like picking up a loaded handgun with one bullet in, spinning the uh, cylinder, put it to your head, Russian roulette. So everybody knows you could die. You're buying narcotics from a sleazy, immoral, violent street drug dealer. You think they know what they're selling? They don't care if you die. You're buying it from them and then you're putting it in your body. Does that make any sense to you? Now, I understand people are emotionally disturbed. They have addictive personalities. I I got it. But do I, when I, give a benefit for autistic children and I compare that to drug-addicted children? Not much a comparison in my mind. I know I could be wrong. And I know many of you watching have family members who have succumbed to the addiction. It's a horrible world. The only solution to it, the only solution, is mandatory drug treatment. They have to go. To residential center that's it you do that as they do in some countries you take the market away there's no one to buy it f- boom ACLUs scream all day long progressive left they want legalized drugs governor Kate Brown in Oregon they, she wants to give you narcotics in fact Kate may even drive them over to your house she's legalized them in Oregon hey yeah sure Take as much as you want. You die? Oh, well, it's not your fault. You're a victim. I don't think you're a victim. I think you're stupid. I feel bad for the 21-year-old kid who died in my neighborhood, but he was stupid. You, You know, I mean, there are varying degrees of intelligence, but everybody knows if you take fentanyl and heroin, you could die. Everybody knows that. And if you do it anyway wreaking damage not only to you, but to your family. And if you have to steal and push dope yourself or whatever, you're damaging society. It's a cycle. Everybody knows. They're on this stupid cable TV. There are like millions of shows now about narcotics addiction. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure. Believe me, with fast growing trees, it's different from fruit trees to houseplants. They have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, Um getting back to Biden, Biden care? Does he? 250,000 Americans every year dying from narcotics, does he care? No. He doesn't care. Why, why should he? His own son, Hunter, is addicted to cocaine, I believe. Look at that. Biden doesn't go to the border, doesn't change his border policy. Is he calling for stricter penalties for those who sell narcotics? Don't hear that. The fact that Joe Biden has not been to the border since he was inaugurated and everyone knows what a colossal collapse has gone on down there. He hasn't even been there. Tells you all you need to know about Joe Biden. Okay, I use this on radio. This is from the CDC. I'm not sure I believe it. CDC says 20% of the entire adult population in America uses opioids. A lot of that's prescription drugs. 20%? Maybe it's true. In the United States, we have a culture of death and uh, drug ODs are just part of that death. Um, We have violent crime, thousands of people murdered in the streets, mostly liberal cities. L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, New York City, Philadelphia, on and on. Thousands of people, mostly blacks, mostly blacks, murdered industry. It's a violent culture. Drug addiction, violent culture. Drugs are violent. That's a violent industry. And now we have abortion. That's three. So you tell me we don't have a culture of death in this country? Of course we do. So... According to the United Nations World Health Organization and Guttmacher Institute, I don't know what that is really, about 900,000 abortions in America every year. 900,000 every year. Most, not most. The biggest proportion of babies aborted are African-American, according to population. Now the official number, From the CDC is about 630 abortions, but the U.N. says about 900,000. And I think that's true. Now, in California, which is the most insane abortion state, New York is close second. There is a bill, 2223. It was authored by Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks from Oakland. Now, Buffy wants... No investigation of any woman who undergoes an abortion without using a doctor. The state of California would be prohibited from investigating any circumstance where a fetus dies, but there's no doctor present. You can't investigate according to this bill. Now, this would kill women. So let me read you uh, the pithy part of the bill. Quote, notwithstanding any other law, a person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty or otherwise deprived of their rights based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth or abortion or prenatal death, perinatal death, perinatal death. Perinatal death is when you birth a child and the child dies. Buffy doesn't want that investigated. Now, the outcry, even in California, was so bad about the perinatal thing that they took that out of the bill or they say they're going to. The bill is in the Assembly Committee on Appropriations. It's not going to pass. And Governor Newsom hasn't said anything about it, but even Newsom couldn't sign this. I shouldn't say that, but even the crazy left, California government can't pass this. But Buffy Wicks wants it. He's from Oakland. The abortion rights bill uh, failed in the Senate, 5149. Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, voted against it. All Republicans voted against it, including... Murkowski of Alaska and Collins of Maine, two very pro-choice women. Now, Murkowski is finished. She will lose her Senate race in November, I predict. Collins was just reelected. but Even Collins knows you can't do this and remain in the Republican Party. She would have had to leave the party if she voted for that abortion rights law. So it is done. Chuckie Schumer's vote, he's the guy behind it. And Schumann go, I just want to get everybody on the record. All the Democratic senators voted for it. Everyone. There isn't one pro-life Democratic senator. Amazing. Okay, remember that collapse in Florida, the apartment collapse, this was so horrendous because everybody could be living in an apartment or a house that could collapse. Remember that? Okay, that happened in June 24th, 2021, coming up on a year anniversary. 98 dead, 11 injured. The building was just 39 years old. Now it's not an old building. And it just collapsed. And again, 98 people were killed. Well, now the insurance companies, and there are many of them, are pooling their money. And they're going to give the families of those affected $1 billion. That's a settlement that is supposed to be approved. Hong Kong. I was there in the 90s. Fascinating. Fascinating city. It's free. It was free then. I mean, there was actual voting and uh, freedom of speech. And I stayed at the Mandarin Hotel on the island of Hong Kong. Hong Kong is divided into uh, mainland. OK, Kowloon. And then you take a ferry across to Hong Kong Island. And that's where I was. And it was I just was fascinated by the whole place. But now it's communist China. They've taken it over. So, what did the uh, communist Chinese do? They arrested Cardinal Joseph Zen, a Catholic cardinal. He's arrested. Why? Because he was part of the humanitarian relief fund, which gave legal aid to some pro-democracy demonstrators in China. So there's the cardinal, and he's in jail. That's China. Be interesting to see what the Pope does now. The Pope's caught. Because there are a lot of other, there are thousands of other Catholic clerics in China. But the biggest one, Cardinal Zen, is off the board for a while. Now, there is a rumor, this came out of the Washington Times, that Xi, the dictator, the Chinese president, will step down from power. I know nothing about this. It was some kind of a leak on a rumor, of a, but I don't believe it. Because I haven't seen any data that would support it. But it's around. Okay, this one I think this is my favorite story of the day. It's being a cynical guy. Not really, but, you know, kind of. So, uh, there's a poll, one poll. And it was taken on behalf of Elivet Sciences. So, uh, they're veteran veterinarians. And um, they found out. After interviewing 2,000 dog owners, they'd interview me, and Holly the terror dog is very offended by that, by the way. That 33% of dog owners would choose their pet over their spouse. <laughs> so if it was a decision on who goes, <laughs> the spouse, a third of the dog owners, sorry. Holly the Terry dog staying, but (laughs) you got to hit the road, Jack. I love it. All right, 33% would choose their pet over their house. So if there was a decision, do I stay in the house or lose my pet, I'm going to take my pet, I'll move out of the house. I can understand that. The spouse thing is a little weird. Come on. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. You're not going to say it to your spouse, but I know you're kind of... Okay. Now, this day in history, May 12th, is National Limerick Day. Why am I doing this? It's a little comic relief, just a little lightness. I mean, you know, this country's not in a good place right now, so we need a little lightness. So Limerick is a city in Ireland, okay? And they historians believe that poems nonsensical poems came out of this city but if they really didn't they came out of England a guy named uh, Edward Lear was an English writer who invented the limerick and he put it in his book of nonsense no no wise cracks about my books no this book was named a book of nonsense okay So that was published in 1846, and limericks have been around ever since, and today is National Limerick Day. What is a limerick? I'm going to read you three of them. Okay, you ready? Number one limerick. There was a young fellow of Crete who was exceedingly neat. When he got out of bed, he stood on his head to make sure of not soiling his feet. Yes! Yes! Good limerick. Come back to me. Good limerick. Crete feet. Neat. Second limerick. There was a runner named White, who could speed even faster than light. He set out one day in a relative way and returned on the previous night. All right. Not as good as the Crete one, but okay. All right. I'll accept that as your English teacher today. National limerick day. Here is the most famous limerick of all time. Are you ready for the most famous? And you know it. See if you can guess it. Go. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Along came a spider who sat down beside her and frightened Miss Muffet away. Excellent. Excellent limerick. That is the most famous limerick in history. All right. Got a feisty mail segment. And then uh, we'll tell you a little bit about killing the killers that is storming the nation right now. And uh, I think you'll be interested to hear that. I hope you will. And we'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's go to the mail. We have Zeke, who's a concierge member. If you would like to be one, on BillOReilly.com, it's one of the greatest deals in the Western Hemisphere. You got Dad's Day coming up, Granddad, all that. You become a concierge member, you get a free book, Killing the Killers or any other book of mine, okay? You get direct access to me, which means you can send me an email. And within 24 hours, usually I will reply to you, even if it's dopey and it's private. We're not going to tell anybody, give any information, but some people have travel questions, financial. I can't give you direct financial advice. I can tell you what I would do. That's all. But there's family stuff. There's history questions, all of that. All right. So Zeke, a concierge member, says, O'Reilly, you asked why you didn't hear anything about the abortion issue in your church, which is true. Could it be because that would be a violation of church and state separation and they know the left would call them out on it? No. Abortion is a moral issue within the Catholic Church. Nothing to do with the state. Nothing. I'm not asking for the priests to discuss Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi. I'm asking them to define for the faithful who go to mass exactly how and why the Catholic Church's position on abortion came to be. Is that unreasonable? I don't think it is. Christopher. Hey, Bill, thanks for all you do. Why aren't Catholic churches speaking up on pro-life? Fear. The left has beaten the right into silence. There's something to that. There's no doubt in my mind that many Catholic priests are afraid. No doubt. Melly. If President Biden thinks it's okay to demonstrate at Supreme Court justices' homes in spite of the federal law, then it must be okay for we the people to go to Delaware and do it. He didn't say it was okay. Let's be fair. He just didn't speak out against it, Biden. Now, if you want to go to Biden's home in Delaware, you'll be arrested by the Secret Service. And if you push it, you'll be hurt. So don't even think about it. And it's wrong anyway. You know, you don't. Justify bad behavior by pointing to other bad behavior. That's what third graders do. Tina Foch, Morrison, Colorado, nice town in the foothills. Can the Supreme Court request a special counsel to find the leaker? No. The Supreme Court has no administrative power. It has legal power, but that is... The purview of Merrick Garland, the attorney general, who announced today that he's increasing the U.S. marshal presence, as he should, for all the Supreme Court justices. And he should up them on some of our elected officials who are in this fray. Remember, on Saturday, and we're watching, we're all over this. On Saturday, there's going to be this big women's march all across the country. I hope it doesn't get out of control. That's our lead story probably on Monday. We're watching it. The federal authorities have got to be around. They've got to be protecting all the buildings in Washington and the politicians. Eric Chin, Idaho Falls. My father passed away last week. He was a Vietnam vet, ardent patriot, loved his country. Your newscast, Bill, and the books brought us closer together. Thank you. I still miss discussing your presentation with my father. We have many, many patriots from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, passing away. And they are the backbone of this country, modern era of this country. So we um, are sorry for your loss, Eric. But you know, I'm glad that you and your dad, and I know this goes on thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of homes where people watch me and what we do and they discuss it because there's a lot to discuss and that of course brings family members together uh, when you can agree and disagree in a polite respectful way so anyway Eric thank you for that letter Pat uh, Shaler Springfield Missouri just finished watching the town hall on billoreilly.com totally fascinating I've watched O'Reilly since the beginning, and also I watched him on The O'Reilly Factor. You are never boring, and I am never bored. (laughs) Well, good. The worst thing you can do if you're a communicator is be boring. And I appreciate your loyalty, Pat, very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the town hall for you, premium and concierge members. You can watch it anytime. If you missed it live on Tuesday, it's posted on BillOReilly.com. Enjoy it. Catherine Stone, Phoenix, Arizona. Once I started killing the killers, I got nothing done except to eat until I was finished. Was the most riveting since killing the mob. Now I need to catch up on some sleep. You know, a lot of people say that, Catherine. They can't put it down, which is the way I want to write my books. So you're thinking about it, you you know, but I'm glad you got some food. And now I hope you take a nice long nap. Okay, so Father's Day, as I mentioned, coming up. And uh, don't forget Granddad, you know, on, on that. How about stand-up for your country mugs, huh? Black and blue, whites are out. A lot of women bought this for Mother's Day or, you know, gifts for mom. But you buy this, you give dad, Killing the Killers, maybe another killing book, and a mug, you nailed it, and we keep the prices down. I hope you all understand that BillOReilly.com keeps the prices as low as we can keep them. We understand the financial pressure. We understand there's not a lot of disposable income when we're being taxed at 11 to 15% by inflation. We get it. But we can save you money because if you go into any place else to buy something for dad, it's going to cost you three, four times more and you're not going to get a bang for your buck like we'll give you. Okay. Um, word of the day, do not be a blather blatherskite. Love that. B-L-A-T-H-E-R-S-K-I-T-E. Not blather kite, blather skite. Don't do that. Bill at Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Back with the final thought in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So, on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so um, last night I'm in New York City. We had to go to a WABC Radio ratings celebration. Uh, WABC Radio has gone from number 26 in the market to number 2. Incredible story. So we were, at the, uh, we were going to the uh, party when I got an email saying that Killing the Killers will debut on the New York Times list at number 1. What a relief. This is the 18th time that's happened, but I never take it for granted. You want to open it, number one. Now, we did sell more than 100,000 copies of Killing the Killers in six days, so I thought we would, but it's not easy because the count is not always honest. First thing I did, and I have witnesses, was I stopped the car, I went into St. Patrick's Cathedral, where my parents were married. And I said a bunch of prayers of thanks. Now I wrote about it in the message of the day on O'Reilly.com. If you want details on what I did and why I did it, it's there. So then I came out of St. Patrick's Cathedral and I called up the publisher and everybody's oh yeah yay, yay, you know. And they put out this press release. All right. Bill O'Reilly debuts at number one for the 18th time. Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists adds to the legacy of O'Reilly's masterful killing series, which alone has 11 debut, number one New York Times sellers. Trailblazing TV journalist Bill O'Reilly continues to astound with his record-breaking books, co-written with Martin Dugard in the killing series, a perfect 11 for 11. Now, this is because of you, because if you didn't buy the book, It wouldn't be number one. It's pretty easy, right? And by the way, we're discounting the book so you don't don't have to pay full price. Again, the inflation thing. But it's also because I was blessed with talent. I didn't do anything to learn how to write. I never took a writing class in my life, nor did I take an elocution class, a verbal class, ever. I was born with this talent. And I believe it was given to me by a higher power. It just doesn't come as accent. Now I can't fix anything. I can't write music. There's a whole bunch of things I can't do. I wasn't, I can't learn a language really easily or I don't have that, uh, ability to absorb the language. I took four years of Spanish. I can speak a little of it, but I can't follow it. So, We're all blessed with certain talents, and that's the key to life. You have to find out what your talents are. To my credit, once I found out what my talents really were, that is writing and and verbalizing, that's Irish blarney, I said, I'm going to develop them. And I spent money to go to grad school to do it. And I went to Scranton, Pennsylvania. To start my television career, that's not a garden spot. I love Scranton and people are there the best. But, you know, it's not New Orleans. <laughs> it's Scranton. But I paid the price. Because I knew that I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed broadcasting. And I knew I had to learn how to do it the proper way. I've said this many times. For the first six years of my television career, I was not good on camera. I mean, it was hard for me. I wasn't a natural at it. Writer, yes, I was a natural writer. When I started writing for the uh, college newspaper, I, I spun those columns out. And they were pretty good. I write, I got them all. But speaking in front of uh, millions of people, uh, that wasn't something you're born with. You got to requ- uh, you know, acquire that. So I worked hard. And to see the end result is staggering. And I did a radio commentary today. We do we have about 300 radio stations. They do the O'Reilly update. It's like a Paul Harvey. So my, my commentary every day is different. But today I did a commentary on a question that one of the town hall people asked me, that is, do you still think America's great and why? And I said, because it offers opportunity and you got to seize that opportunity. This is the tragedy of people we were talking about earlier who are drug addicted or alcoholics. So what do you you want to do that? You're throwing away and every human being has talent, everyone, which is why I believe in God. Because if there were no God, if it was just by chance, there'd be some people who didn't get anything. They'd be walking into walls. Even the disabled, emotionally and mentally disabled, have talent, some talent. So why, why would you wanna throw away your talent and, and live in an intoxicated state? You gotta respect it. It came from the creator. It's given to you to make the most of. It's not money. I never worked for money. Look, The Killing Series is the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. Of all time. 19 million of my books in print right this second. I'm from Levittown, okay? (laughs) If you could have been in my fourth grade classroom looking at me going, what is this kid? But America gives us the opportunity, but we have to do it. Bernie Sanders isn't gonna do it for you, or Biden, or any of these other progressive loons. You gotta do it. But the country still, despite all our problems and divisions, lays out the opportunity all of that was going through my mind when i was in the pew at saint patrick's cathedral last night it was a melding of my christian faith and my love of country does that make sense i i, I may be rambling here but it was a very powerful emotion when that book was named the number book, one book it was, it was very powerful and again i thank you all And I hope you uh, consider Killing the Killers. You will like it and it will add to your life. We'll have a brand new column on Sunday. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News.